All right, welcome back. Uh, Rebel Heart Podcast Episode 4. Episode 4, thank you all for joining. We're super excited today. We have our first special guest, um, and we'll be introducing her shortly. But be sure to check us out on Instagram at Rebel Heart Podcast. DM us any prayer requests or uh, testimonies. Uh, we'd love to share your story or uh, just chat with you on there. Um, also, uh, we're on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Uh, so if you haven't, leave a review um, or uh, stars on Apple. We appreciate that. And then I'd just like to open us up in prayer today. So, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Um, we just thank you for there in our lungs and the opportunity to build your kingdom. Um, Father God, uh, this week more than ever, um, I've just felt your presence. And I just ask that uh, through this message or through uh, what we're going to chat about today, Lord, that you would touch the hearts of anyone who's listening. Um, stir them, Lord, to... Um, wherever you're calling them to be, uh, or whatever you're calling them to do, Lord. I just thank you so much for this opportunity um, to share your word, and I uh, just love you so much, and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, All right, our <laughs> first special guest is Michelle Teague, who is my mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Say hi, mom. Hello, everyone. <laughs> And today we are talking about healing, mm-hmm. um, and my mom is in RTF ministry, just lots of lots of stuff to talk about, so yeah. it's very exciting. It's going to be super good. <laughs> super good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Y'all always I'm get the kidding. giggles on here, I've noticed. <laughs> this is what happens whenever you get a mother and daughter, and they're so similar. Literally, their laughs are the same. So Michelle is oh. an RTF minister. Yes. She is an incre- incredible mother and grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. I have been honored to know you for six years, and yep. just thank you for coming on today. Yeah, Super for sure. Excited. Glad to be here, and um, your podcasts have already been, like, wonderful to listen to loving you both and i know that this podcast i have a feeling it's going to be pretty popular later on so i'm excited it's crazy to hear from someone like you it's like we think (laughs) you know that it's like our sphere but it's cool to like hear yeah that an older generation is like taking stuff from us yeah it's really cool it's really cool that you guys have uh been called into this place been assigned this and um just really love how I've loved all the podcasts so far. They've been super real and super raw. And um, Are you going to listen to this one? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I'm teasing. <laughs> I might. I don't know. Yeah. Since I'm here now. All right. Matter. Well, let's <clears throat> open up with just your story. Just share like a little bit of just whatever you want around like your healing journey and mm-hmm. And we can kind of go from there. Yeah. So, um, probably, you know, this is what I found in ministry that a lot of our stories are similar. Um, I feel like just when the enemy works, he's not very creative, right? Because God's the creator. Mm -hmm. So he just kind of copycat stuff. And, um, it's not everybody's story, but uh, I'm finding that a lot of people have had stuff happen in their childhood, right, where they were hurt, um, had some trauma, some pain, abuse, you know, those kind of things. Obviously, that's also where the enemy's going to hit first because he's going to try, try to throw um, throw you off track before you can even get on track, right, with mm-hmm. your life. That's the best way to do it, easiest place mm-hmm. to punch is that the weak spots, and that's children. That's why they need to be so protected in life. Mm-hmm. Um So I grew up in a home where um, I had some of those experiences in my own home and um, throughout my younger life, um, come from, um, first of all, a divorced home. My mom and dad divorced when I was four, and uh, then we moved to Texas, and it just kind of, there were circumstances around that. Um, we were closer to some family. That was a really positive thing. So 
as I look back over the things that happened in my life and just how it all came to be, I, God did later on show me that, look, I want to show you the spots, you know, where mm-hmm. I was holding you, where I was keeping you, where I was there. Um, because sometimes when you've been that hurt and you've had things like that happen to you, you kind of think, oh, my whole life's just been a big mess. It's awful. You know, mm-hmm. we go into that famous, wonderful thing called victimhood and, um, and I was a, I, I, I did do that, you know, for a while. I just didn't understand it all. Didn't know why God put me in the places he did with the people he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sexually abused from age four. Well, starting around age four or five, um, all the way up until I left that, the area of town where I grew up and moved to another city. But, um, you know, there were other things going on. It was just, it just wasn't fun. Let's just put it that way. Uh, my escape was school. I loved to go to school. I exceeded there. Later on, I found out part of the reason that um, maybe I was, I did some things in, in, in school that I maybe um, went a little overboard a little bit, became a person that I really wasn't, as if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So I started putting up, uh, you know, I'm happy all the time. I had the personality kind of that way. I kind of bent, had that bent anyway, but um, ended up kind of what I, what, I, what I learned later through the ministry that I do is I was putting on, um, you know, so putting up some control mechanisms to protect myself, right, from any more heart, any more pain, any more mm-hmm. trauma. Which right? we all do. Right. I wanted mm-hmm. to protect myself. My heart was hurt. My body had been hurt. Um, I didn't, I didn't understand a lot of things and, um, yeah, so moved away from home. Um, pretty traumatic even doing that. I had four younger siblings that were, you know, I felt like, you know, were kind of almost my kids. So there was tons of that kind of stuff, um, that just happened from time to time during, anyway, moved to another city and, uh, you know, brought all my stuff with me. I hadn't gotten rid of any of it. I took it all with me, and then I lived out life for a while. But the good news is um, God took me by the nap of my neck. And um, when I was 19, about a year after I had moved, um, I uh, came to know Christ as my Savior. Mm. Um, That happened in a really crazy way, but um, we can maybe talk about that some other time. But um, even the person who led me to Christ, this is crazy, ended up, being a person who used and abused me at, at, mm-hmm. at another time and tried to take advantage of me. Another scheme. Um, of the enemy. Yeah. So I, it was just like, it was left and right all mm-hmm. the way. And I, um, but I will say this immediately when I, I always had this, I, I can go back as far as I can remember and feel like someone was always watching over me and there with me, but I didn't know who it was. I mean, mm-hmm. to the point where I literally gave, uh, we weren't, we didn't go to church hardly. We didn't go to church at all, actually growing up. <clears throat> all my neighbors did though. So I had all these visuals of what that looked like and mm-hmm. um, got to go one time when I was seven um, to like a vacation Bible school. It was pretty cool. Went one day, but I remember looking up on the, the wall and it had the 10 commandments and I was seven and I read those and I thought, wow, I don't think my family's following any of those. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, okay, but this is the deal right then and there. I was like, oh, there really is a God. Like there really is somebody that, that feeling that I've had since I was little bitty, I've always felt like someone's with me no matter what's gone on. Yeah. I even named him this being Alexander growing up. Like mm-hmm. I would read, I would call out to Alexander. I didn't know. I didn't wow. understand Jesus. I didn't understand any of that, but I wow. met God that day. And then when I was 19, God said, I want to introduce you to my son because you really need him. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, got saved immediately. I was just uh, maybe because I felt like I'd already been close to somebody anyway. I just love Jesus. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't care what you tell me to do. I don't care what you say. I don't care. I'll do it all. I'm I'm all in all the way. I don't even know how to do that, but I'm all in. And some people led me to a church where I really got a lot of the Bible taught. 
don't know if there was a lot of relational stuff there. I didn't understand that yet either, but I started really getting the word in. Mm. And, um, yeah, just little by little. Oh, did some really crazy things, though, because I didn't understand. I be- They helped me understand grace later because <laughs> I was a mess. Yeah. You know, I was doing all the wrong, not all the wrong things, but I was out there, you know, just trying to fit. Really, what I was trying to do is find somebody to really, like, love me the way I wanted to be loved mm. or treat me that way. I was looking for something that I couldn't grab hold of, and I just hadn't learned that Jesus was that person yet. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, I just went off a little bit in the wrong direction a couple times. I know and, what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, met your met your dad. Um, that happened pretty young. I had just turned 23 right before we got married and uh, had been in the Word for a while. I mean, literally, I would be in a Bible study or listening to something almost five days a week, six days a week. Yeah. So I was on a fast track to trying to get figure the, it get out. God in me or, and yeah. figure it out. Like, whatever I could do was just eating His Word up mm-hmm. and taking it in. And, um, and then... Um, you know, started having kids and there were things going on along the way that were a little off that I could tell, but I was begin now what I did was I flipped because I grew up in a home where it was very rule based. Mm-hmm. So what you would say in the Christian world is it was very law based, but we didn't grow up with the word of God being the rules. We yeah. grew up with whatever they said. You couldn't say no. You couldn't, you know, there was just lots yeah. of rules. Like, like, are you saying in your, like, whenever you and dad got married that there was some stuff that you just, like, knew kind of was off? Or? Yeah. Uh, when dad and I, when your dad and I got together, he was probably everything that was, it switched because he wasn't the guy that I had normally dated. Mm-hmm. He treated me very well. He kind of, he led me. In, in a way that was grace gracious and mm-hmm. um he never said anything about anything I did or said wrong or what when I flubbed up he never that was never an issue for him I mean it was crazy like I was like what is this like I didn't even know what to do with a good guy yeah one that treated me well yeah to the point where I could have probably self-sabotage mm-hmm. it even tried I think a couple times like I'm that not sounds ready. familiar oh, yeah I'm not ready for this you're not ready for me I'm a, you know that's kind of a weirdo <laughs> yeah copy and pasted <laughs> yeah that's right I'm like I'm just you know I told him about everything that happened and you know it was just foreign to his whole mind he just didn't understand any of that mm-hmm. that kind of stuff it hadn't happened in in the in where he how he lived he had some other stuff we figured out later but that's another story for another podcast um (laughs) but yeah so anyhow started a family i'm fast forwarding starting a family as you girls as curse you know your older sister kirsty started getting to the age where i had been abused my wheels Uh, started falling off like Mm. i was having trouble staying on top of everything which i had taken on that control like if Mm. so now what I had done is I had been like okay I'm not going to do those rules because those were really messed up but what I am going to do is I'm going to do rule based according to what I think it should be biblically so I'm going to just start no you can't do that later I started that you know as Mm -hmm. y'all grew up I was like no we can't I wanted it to look a certain way and I thought if I try to control yeah I I was just Mm -hmm. trying to control everything because I was, I did, I just still didn't understand. I hadn't been healed from anything from the past, really. Um, Had a lot of unforgiveness for people. So I was super angry, Mm -hmm. right? Because I'd been hurt. Interesting to like think about because you can walk a Christian life per se, what the world would see as how you're quote unquote supposed to walk. And really never find true freedom yeah. for certain things, which is obviously why we're talking about this today. It's just interesting, you know, that you can live a quote unquote Christian life and still be totally bound up and, oh, you know. Yeah, it's totally fake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you don't even know it. That's the thing. 
you know, it's not like you're walking around saying, I'm faking everybody out. I wasn't. I just mm-hmm. thought this is, we got to set some rules out because we need this to go better than it went for me. Yeah. So I was being very protective and trying to protect everybody around me from being hurt. Yeah. Because mm. I didn't want them to be hurt like me. Mm. And the wheels just started, you know, as you guys got And do in. you think part of that too, though, was that you, it was like taking you to your past too from the stuff that you hadn't dealt with as well? Oh, absolutely. That's what was going on. Yeah. It was all just starting to bubble up. I always tell people, it's like you have this big trash can and it's just full of all the crap of, or you call it a basket, whatever you want to. It's just mm-hmm. full of trash and even generationally stuff that generations before me had thrown in it and not dealt with so they just passed Mm -hmm. it down to me and uh it was just it was a mucky yucky mess and I didn't know all I knew was that needs to be covered up because I don't want to deal with it yeah or I don't know how to deal with it yeah so So we're just gonna we're gonna put the lid on that but the lid kept blowing off Mm -hmm. and I kept trying to stick it back on with rules and trying to act right and saying mm-hmm. all the right things, going and doing all the right things. Acting the right way. Acting the right way. Um, and my expectations for other people was, and you have to join in. Mm. So, because we have to do this right. I can't go through that again. Right? I don't want it. I don't want all the craziness in our family. We're going to be different, by gosh. But we're going to do it my way. Yeah. And God was like, um, can I talk to you for a second? Because I have a certain way you should be doing this. It's going to be a lot better. Um, yeah. I also had had migraines. Uh, they, those started when I was 11. They were horrible. So they just added to the mix. And I was constantly having migraines by the time um, you girls were kind of going into your teen years, early teen years. I was on a million medications just trying to keep those at bay. Yeah, so I, I felt that. nuts at the mm-hmm. time before I got before God led me to the healing ministry that he did, yeah, I felt like a nutcase. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I couldn't test I'm going <laughs> crazy. <laughs> my, uh, yes. No, I no, mean. No, I, I mean, really, I tell people, it, it was, was really bad. For a while. <laughs> yeah, especially. Could it have been worse? I don't know, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, but in, in our way, it was yeah. pretty bad. Poor dad, he was like, oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> I remember that in like Texas. That yeah. was like early teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then you, how did you find RTF or yeah, how so, did that happen? Um, so thanks to the absolute truth that when you have kids, they're really meant to kind of iron sharpens iron. I feel like it's even with children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's like an extension yeah. of marriage for sure. <laughs> That's right. Well, I don't know that for it's, sure. But it's in there. I it's, will. It's up day. on that list. Yeah. And so... I, because I had been so controlling, you guys started moving into, you You know, you have your older sister, y'all are 22 months apart, and then Lexi, the youngest, you know, was uh, three and a half years younger than you, and um, so, but you first two, I always kind of said, which maybe looking back on it, I shouldn't have said so much, y'all were like twins, mm. so y'all were just constantly, whatever was going on, y'all were in a weird way doing it whatever doing it together, together. whatever yeah together but yeah separate, but and together. i and that was getting into the age where you know everybody wants to the, oh the boys the dating and i was like oh gosh we cannot do that mm-hmm. i know what happens when you get around boys and men and we just got to hold that off and for what i didn't even know i didn't have a, a reason in the end for that other than i did not want y'all to get hurt well yeah, we seriously were never allowed to date. Like, Nothing. there was not even an age limit. It was just that we're not allowed, which actually, looking back, doesn't make any sense. No. But it it's fine. Doesn't make any it's sense. It's fine. You know, you just, you think as a mom, you know, when you when you got all that stuff going on, that you can protect your kids from everything. Well, the bottom line is you can't, mm. you know, and... um. I remember when y'all were even little, I, God even led me to kind of pray over y'all that, it, you know, kind of, I don't know, it was this thing where I felt like he was saying, okay, I need you to g- give me that baby. And I would be like, nope, I'm not going to. <laughs> what do you mean by give you this baby? You know, but he was actually, yeah, the best thing I could do was make sure that I, he knew, I knew that he, ha- that yeah, y'all were really his, control, yeah. you know, and yeah, so I did that. It was really hard, but. 
looking back on it, it was probably one of the best things I did because I, he brought that back around later and said, mm-hmm. didn't you give these ba- these kids to me? Don't yeah, you? Yeah, look at, look at me now. I know. <laughs> exactly. And that's the truth. It took a while. It took a while. That's okay. That's okay. It's In phases. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, the wheels kind of started coming off this machine that this whatever I had, had built, built yeah. <laughs> little by little. And then all of a sudden the thing just slammed into a brick wall and I had no more left. I couldn't, I didn't know what to do. I did you guys were, you know, y'all were doing your probably just your regular teen stuff. But for me, everything felt exaggerated. Yeah. So let's say that you were off doing whatever you were doing. Well, I was like, they're going to die from <laughs> drugs and whatever. <laughs> and they're gonna, this is all going to happen. And because I had become a people pleaser too, trying to make everybody like mm. me a certain way and make them feel a certain way about me. Um, I didn't want to be, I didn't want all that to come out in front of all my friends. Yeah. That I was, Sorry. that I had, well, it's okay. It was <laughs> real nice. We had a great time. It I mean, all just I think went. everyone still loved us. It was just, we yeah, but quite yeah, a lot totally of my friends though had kids that were younger so I was always the first one to go through the stuff. Yeah. And so because they didn't always know what, how to, you know, they hadn't experienced it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know what was going on half the time. Anyway, bottom line, last, you know, everything just kind of fell off the hinges. Like I, there was nothing, I had nothing left. I had migraines. I was on nine medications. Um, I had them almost every single day. I was either taking wow. something to try to get rid of them or taking something else and they'd give me something else. So then I think towards the end there, I was chasing y'all all over the place, just trying to keep you from messing up or doing something wrong. And of course that didn't work. That didn't work. Cause y'all were doing it. And that was one thing that God told me. That was what I was going to say earlier is he said, listen, there's going to be holes and they're going to have holes in them, but I want to fill them. I don't want you to fill all their holes because that's yeah. my job. I want to do it. Yeah. I need to do it because I want a relationship with them and they got to know I can take care of them. Mm-hmm. You know, so that came up later too, where he said, don't you remember? And I was like, yeah, but I don't know if you're going to do a very good job. I don't know if you can do it quite like I did. <laughs> he was like, yeah, you've done a great job. Look, you know, uh, so anyway, so um, yeah, some stuff happened really bad. I'm not going to go into all the details, but we had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Some, and a lot of that was because of several different things, but a lot of it was because I had just, um, you know, my headaches, those migraines, you know, for people who have migraines, they know they're, uh, they can just do you in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had those, I was just, I just felt like by the time God finally, told me and showed me that about RTF, um, right before that happened, I just, I, I kind of saw myself as a soldier who was just on the battlefield and just cut up all over and my armor was a mess and I couldn't even pick up my sword anymore. I was just done. Mm. And that's how, when I got told about restoring the foundations ministry, by someone and they said um which is a really weird thing dad and I went to a business meeting where some people from there even the founders were and um I ended up sitting right next to the founder of RTF yeah and all I at that time I had nothing left so every time I talked about you girls or our family I would just bawl Mm -hmm. I couldn't I had nothing there was nothing holding all that emotion back anymore yeah it was just Just let go and it just kept every I met somebody in the airport coming home from that trip they sat right next to me and I was about to cry I don't even know why I was just crying all the time and this lady said honey are you okay and I was like oh my gosh I can't believe this. This is an airport. And she leaned over and I said, yeah. I said, I'm just having some trouble with my girls and there's just a lot going on. And she, and they were both so encouraging. It was totally God. They said, girl, they said, like, they'll, they'll grow up. They're going to be fine. We had the same thing happen to us. Mm-hmm. And that happened yeah. to me all the time. Yeah. People kept, God kept bringing people around that would say, it's okay. Promise it's going to be okay. They're well, it's, and it's almost like part of it was that, you like the the emotion was probably your soul and your spirit and your heart 
begging to be healed from what you had gone through. Yeah. So in a way it wasn't really about us. Like it was a big part of it. it But that, yeah, it was like, that's how it was like manifesting. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's really interesting. Oh yeah. You know, I remember making a vow when I was younger toward someone in my family that you'll never see me cry. Mm. Like you'll never ever see me cry. So I, you know, speaking of things that you deal with and restoring the foundations, one of the things we work on is vows and judgments and things like that, that you've made that kind of holds you in that place. Um, yeah. So anyhow, sat next to the founder of RTF and she said, you know, sweetie, uh, you know, you can come do ministry and I'll take you through it. And so I went back home and I thought, I don't even know what they're talking about, but I'm going to go do that. And wow. probably I called that ministry the next day when we got home and I was like, this, this Betsy Kilstra told me to call y'all and that she would take me through this ministry. <laughs> You're like, I don't even know. And but I need me. to do it as soon as possible. And it was probably three weeks later or so I was up there in North Carolina going through that ministry and mm-hmm. went through it and. It was just absolutely the most incredible thing I ever did. I didn't understand that you could be healed that way. It's in the Bible. It says that God comes to heal the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. Um, but and even heal us physically and all that. But I just, I just didn't understand that. That just yeah. wasn't. You know, you hear it when you're sitting in a church pew, but there's sometimes are, you know, honestly, a religious spirit that kind of keeps it at bay mm-hmm. and doesn't it's really definitely a, on a different spiritual level than what you're used to just like in, yeah you know yeah i keep saying like the quote-unquote normal christian life but right yeah yeah and the the thing about healing is if you haven't experienced people that have gone through healing mm-hmm. it sounds it sounds a little too good to be true <laughs> yeah. i mean I, I was a christian i grew up in church, in and out, we church hopped, but everyone had their issues. Mm-hmm. Everyone had their problems, and that was that was part of their identity. Mm. But the thing about your identity, and this is something that we talked about last week, was that's not your true identity. Right. And whenever I met you through Nikki, <laughs> well, I, I've said this before with Nikki, there was something different about her. There mm-hmm. was just something that, like, I, I had no clue. I was like, I've got to get whatever she has. Mm-hmm. And I learned that was Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I met you, literally the first time I met you, you prayed over me. Mm-hmm. You prayed the Masonic prayer over me. Yeah. And I was like, this woman is full of love. She is full of just like, there's just this vibrancy about you. But to hear this past story of a child who grew up in an abusive house mm-hmm. who, I mean, honestly... The enemy was out to kill, steal, and destroy yeah. your life, but you're a light shining on a hill, mm-hmm. and everyone that mm-hmm. I know that interacts with you just can't speak high, highly enough mm-hmm. of you. And it's just a testimony to not only how good God is and how great His love is, but yeah. you have made the effort to go out and seek healing and even apply that and help others through your ministry. And, you know... I went through RTF. Mm. It changed my life. It was right after Nikki and I got married. So awesome. um, Because I, too, was a victim of abuse growing up. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was always irrationally angry. I had many different issues and things that I went through personally. But healing is something that until you interact with those that are a part of the body mm-hmm. that have gone through healing mm-hmm. they carry themselves differently mm-hmm. you kind of feel this like contagious like oh i want that mm-hmm. i want to be able to breathe deeply i want to be able to take that you know that weight off my shoulders yeah. and you know it's something that i'm so glad that we have you on this podcast to talk mm-hmm. about because you have such a unique perspective i mean you've mm-hmm. changed many lives through it Mm -hmm. and uh you know what what do you feel you know what is that catalyst that made you want to go through that healing was it just I'm at my Mm. breaking point I'm done or was it you know 
do you felt feel like God put you in that exact place to meet Betsy at mm-hmm. that time? That's what's so cool about oh, that story. So good. <laughs> so this is I, when I left home. I did it in a rebellious way. My heart was rebellious. I think I was just trying to. I just kept thinking there's got to be, like the families that lived around me. They weren't perfect. But I think generally every one of them were Christian, mm-hmm. went to church. I believe they loved the Lord, they loved God, and they talked about it. Yeah. And sometimes they talked about it. Let me just say that same thing. I felt like something was different about them yeah. than what was going on in our home. And for whatever reason, I mean, I can't tell you all this stuff, you know, because I I wasn't the adults living in our home. So <laughs> God's, I'm, I feel like everybody was weirdly in the end doing their best with what they had yeah um even though sometimes that wasn't that great right same mm-hmm. but i did the same thing in a later i was doing my best but it wasn't always great yeah and to be honest there were times when the kids were growing up and i think gosh i'm a, you know another vow i made was i'll never be like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> whoever i didn't yeah. want to be like and i ended up being like that person right so my catalyst always always my push or my drive I maybe I would say my drive more was I I just didn't I wanted something different from my family yeah I dreamed of having a family it was speaking of assignments and all that I was I mean my high school little book that you put something in said I want to be married have four kids I mean it's crazy because I grew up in such a crazy home. Yeah. You'd have thought that would have been the the opposite of what I wanted, but I just wanted that so bad and I wanted it to be done. I just had this dream in my head of it being good and my kids. All, so that's why when I came to Christ and then started taking my kids to church, I thought this is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if I just follow all these rules and do all these things, everything's going to be great. But I, I always just wanted, I think the biggest thing was I just, I was always like, God, I just don't want to drop this stuff down to my kids. Like, I just don't want my, I wanted. You wanted a different life. I did. I wanted a different life. And I remember before RTF, before that happened, I was sitting in church one day and it was just, like I said, I felt like everything was just, all the wheels had fallen off the, you know, the wagon was over in the ditch. (laughs) And I was like, I don't have nothing. Ain't nothing. I can't pull that thing out. I don't know what to do. And I was like, God, you say in your word that where is that peace you're talking about? Where is that real peace? Where is that real joy? Yeah. Because I can act like I'm joy. And I did have a joy. There was a joy in me. I I had it. It was all in there. It was just covered up by all this crap, you know, that I had covered it up with. Um, because it, it wasn't like I, you know, didn't have fun, didn't whatever. No, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a fullness. Right. Yeah. There was missing the fullness. And I think that's, you know, you don't, there's levels to the things that you can experience when you walk with Jesus and it's not, I mean, it is worth it obviously to follow him at any capacity, Yeah, but there's, one thing that I've learned is that there is so much more every single moment, Yeah. every single moment. And when you're bound and you're stuck in your stuff, you, it's hard to get to where you can go. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful because if our Christian walk stops after we go under the water and are baptized Mm -hmm. by water Mm -hmm. and our sins are washed, well, that's that's a great physical representation, but the thoughts and the attachments and the strongholds beliefs. and the beliefs, the ungodly beliefs mm-hmm. that you have, those vows, those powerful declarations that mm-hmm. you've made that were not, you know, uh, that were not in alignment with God, mm-hmm. and that were that were developing kind of your your worldly identity. Yeah. That's still there. And that's where I'm so glad that you know we're talking about healing because it is something that I really I I feel for anyone who hasn't gone through some yes. sort of spiritual healing and there there's ministries out there and and we specifically love 
RTF because all three of us have gone through it. Right. Um, I just went through an issue focus session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. There, there's others. And, you yeah. know, I can't speak, speak to others that I haven't been through. But what's incredible is the broken world that we live in, the scheme is just, you put it so great earlier, is the, the punches that are thrown are, are the easiest. When you're a child or when you're mm-hmm. vulnerable mm-hmm. and you can have a good life, but you still deal with those hurts. You yep. still deal with abuse. You still, I mean, there's things that have come to me or that someone has brought up to me like, hey, that happened to you. Mm-hmm. Um, when when we were at the funeral, my, my brother revealed something from whenever I, I was beaten as a, as a toddler. Mm-hmm. And he felt it in his, like he knew it was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm 30 years old and I'm just now finding yeah. that out. Yeah. And it's one of those things to where, the life that God is calling you to live mm-hmm. is he, he's always calling you back to him. Yeah. And what's so awesome about his word and his heart is he truly does want to heal you of those yes. things because then you can experience his love and where he was, like you said, whenever he was present and protecting you mm-hmm. or holding you or whatever it may be um, in those different moments. And and that's just so good. Mm -hmm. So what would you say if you could put into words what the biggest difference was when you went through RTF the first time? And then did you notice anything right away? And then maybe what were some of the like long-term things too that you noticed? Yeah. So um, I won't say too much, like, on, you know, exact things that were going on, but there were some things going on with your older sister, and it was really one of the biggest things that threw me into ministry. Mm. It was like the, th- what is that, the, th- the, the, the switch, the aha moment? The thing that broke the camel's back. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the straw, straw. <laughs> that broke the camel's I back. Yeah, what, what she went through and the things that happened around that place was, in the end used to catapult us into the right place which is just you know who wants to go through stuff like that to have that happen but that's what you know the enemy like you said is out to steal kill and destroy and he was but God was like nope guess what I'm going to do with this I'm going to totally flip this on your head and they're going to stand on top of you and they're going to walk on top of you on your neck on your head and watch you just watch what you just did I'm turning it all on you. And yes, he did. And anyway, when, um, so before RTF, I was, like I said, a mess. I didn't know which way was up, which way was down. I, I loved God, but I, I can't say that I totally was like feeling, you know, I was just, it was kind of like, um, kind of robotic maybe a little yeah. bit a major um, but I loved him I loved yeah. him so much he had to have known my heart because I just loved him yeah but I was like what the hell is this yeah what I mean I think this? a lot of people feel that though right? a lot like, of people I, feel that that's I didn't why I sign up for this yeah right? I mean even in certain seasons of my life you know we all walk through stuff and it's yeah. like I know that I love Jesus but yeah. why isn't is, this working like yeah. what is going on here yeah, and I guess that's just part of the enemy's scheme is to keep you from knowing his true grace, right? Knowing what he really did on the cross. Yeah. And that was the other thing. I was carrying around not only what had happened to me, but then what I did on my own. Yeah. The choices I made after were worse on me than the actual things that happened before that caught mm. that, that sent me into those kind of patterns. Yeah. And so I was down on myself. I, I didn't I I went back to places, things I did myself that I was just like, I can't can't quite let go of that stuff i had that shame so i was putting extra dirty rags on top of me to try to cover up the shame of what i had even done yeah not what other people had done to me yeah and um you know so i had all that too and that was probably honestly in the end worse i know it sounds crazy but in the end, that's what I well, really have the Well, it's how the enemy time with. Keeps, keeps pushing that yeah, sword in. He makes that womb even deeper and makes it real. Yeah. It, you know, makes it consistent, like up to date. Your pain yeah. is up to date. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right? Because he is the accuser. That's all mm-hmm. he has left. He's a loser accuser. And he can only go off of what, yep. you know, 
what has already happened Mm -hmm. or whatever what he's always yeah so when he goes to heaven he just keeps saying look she agrees that what you did on the cross jesus it wasn't enough look what she's saying about this or what she believes and how she's walking yeah you know she's not walking in that joy she doesn't believe it you know so i'm going to accuse her of i'm going to i get to do this because she's agreeing with me she's not agreeing with you yeah you know she's not agreeing with what you did on the cross was actually took everything every sin every not some people will say yeah jesus died on the cross for sin well what does that really mean that means that every single negative emotion negative thing negative attitude judgment curse trauma trauma pain while you while while somebody was doing something horrible to you he was feeling what that person was feeling on the cross he was taking that person's sin and and all the negativity that you were feeling on the cross and people say he doesn't know how i feel i'm like he took it on the cross your exact negative feelings your fear when you were being traumatized your he was taking it all on the cross he felt it all there's not one sin now that he doesn't know that it ever existed because he took it on the cross he felt it he experienced it on both sides of the person who's maybe doing something to you and the person and then you he got it all he took it all he took everything on the cross that's not going into heaven's gates everything it's all there but we walk in this way the enemy keeps us blinded to seeing that and that's where the healing starts to really come in because you see him walk up to you and take you through a trauma and show you these things and you're like you got to be kidding me like that's what you were thinking about this this is mm-hmm. what's really going on it's like that's how this happened and he's like yes this and thing. you get to experience who jesus is yes and that's you know just like you were saying earlier you knew that you loved jesus but that was mostly because you knew that you had a peace you knew that you were protected you know yeah that he had saved me yeah that was where that you know it was a little past salvation (laughs) yeah exactly i didn't realize what grace really was i didn't realize there was real grace and you didn't see him in like I honestly, some of the most intimate and life-changing moments that I've had is seeing Jesus in my pain. Yes. Because it's amazing to be on top of the mountain. Yeah. But there's something different when you're with, when he's with you in the pain. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. And to see what he did with it. You know, when you go through, like, for instance, this ministry, there's so many great ministries out there. But when you go through this ministry, you know, you actually have a time where you well, you know, even ask Jesus, you'll, you know, the Lord will bring up a time that was maybe traumatic. Um, and then you'll kind of ask the Lord, will you come and be in this memory with me and show me what you were doing? Like, mm-hmm. you know, because when you're being wrecked with trauma and abuse and stuff's going on, you're just thinking, dude, you weren't even there. But then you see him. And then you see what he was doing. You see him standing between the abuser and you. Mm. You see him fighting off the enemy. You see him clean the room out and clothing you with clothing you with purity and pure, righteousness yes. and love and, and you just grace and yes. forgiveness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then you're just like, okay, and you walk out healed. Mm-hmm. You're not carrying that place anymore. There may be something else you're going to work on in a week or two or down the yeah. line. But right there, that place. That's healed. Yeah. And in ministry, one of the things that happened to me was um, a thing came up about something I'd already, because I'd been through another little ministry before RTF, kind of like a tilling of the soil a little bit. Yeah. So I kind of had a little bit of this stuff, but not very much. It's like a sprinkle. And so when I got into this ministry, um, something came up and it was about a specific part of the abuse that where I had been abused. I was 11 years old. Guess what? When my migraine started Mm. and a very specific thing happened and the minister said, well, let's just see if this is maybe where your migraine started. Mm. And you know, like I told you, I was a mess. I came into that ministry. I had a migraine every single day. This was probably the third day. I can't remember. I felt like crap. Um, you know, Kirstie was there 
I mean, you know, because of all the stuff that was kind of going on, Mm -hmm. there were other things still going on. It wasn't, hadn't all left my life yet, right? Everything, there were different things going on and, you know, she was hurting and, you know, some different things like that. Hopefully that's okay. I said that on here, but, um, just, you know, there was just still, still a lot going on. And when she, and I had prayed, okay, your dad and I had spent thousands, probably, I don't even know how many, how much money trying to figure out my migraines mm. we'd been to natural we've been we did everything people had prayed over me a million times right so I don't and I just kept thinking I kept feeling like God would heal them but then finally I had literally gotten to the point where I was like okay you're you're talking about healing them in heaven <laughs> okay yeah, I need to see this yeah Let's, I, okay so yeah. I was just like I had come to that place where I was like I really thought you meant on earth but maybe you meant in heaven you know, uh, but I kept feeling like, I know you told me you were going to heal these things, though. And then I'd get one. Then it'd be horrible. You know, went to the hospital with a lot of them. They were just really bad. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, I'm sitting in this moment in ministry and uh, Betsy uh, got up and said, would you be OK if I just came over and prayed and just touched your head? I'm just wondering if this is where those migraines came from. I dealt with a vow that I had made so that we spent a few minutes breaking that coming out of agreement with that vow and that vow at the time was nobody will ever do this to me again Mm. ever so then when you do that it comes in and you're doing it all you're not giving anything to god well then you're trying to protect you're trying to keep that vow in place right yeah because if i don't protect myself then i'm letting go of that vow but i can't i made a vow yeah it's kind of like giving the enemy legal rights yeah in a way to just keep when you're taking things in your own control yeah so i really did the deal, did the work to do, undo that vow and come into agreement with Jesus that he was my protector. And I still had, I had a migraine when all this happened and, um, she came over. I I can't even tell you because I was so out of it. I was such in a crazy place, even though I was getting so much out of that ministry, I couldn't believe it because God was just speaking to me left and right. And even through having migraines and she came over, touched my head. I can't tell you the prayer. It wasn't that big of a deal. But even inside of me at the time, I was like, whatever. That was my attitude. Whatever. This lady wants to come pray over me. I don't care. Oh, my gosh. that's I've done it a million times. That was my attitude. But when Jesus, he knew my heart. (laughs) And he knew my heart believed Mm -hmm. that he was going to heal those things. And what that mustard seed of faith that I was still holding on to is what he acted on, I believe. Um, He acted on his love and his grace and everything else and undoing a vow and believing that he would heal me someday. But anyhow, from that moment forward, um, that was in February of 2009, um, I never had another migraine. Wow. Yeah, 35 years of migraines and they were gone. I even tried to make myself get one after I left. (laughs) (laughs) I would drink and eat all the stuff that would normally trigger them. And I'd be like, for sure, I'm getting one. I'm eating mustard. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And I didn't, I never got another one. That's so awesome. Yeah. On top of being miraculously healed in so many other ways, coming home with a lot of stuff still going on and acting. And I, my, so my heart had been changed and I'd been healed. So my behavior began to change. Yeah. It's not the opposite. I tried the behavioral stuff my whole life. Act like this and then this will happen. Yeah. But God said, no, believe like this and then this will happen. Wow. The fruit grows from the roots. You mm. can't keep trying to deal with the fruit that's coming mm. out. And for, I had a lot of bad fruit. And he was like, wow. you can't keep trying to tape that bad fruit up there. It's not going to make, it's not working. Wow, that was powerful yeah. because I, I, just anyone who's listening, even if it's not your own fruit, maybe maybe don't look at the twig in someone else's <laughs> eye, but check your fruit. Yeah. I mean, I, I know whenever I felt in the presence around you and your family and Nikki, whenever we were early on dating, and uh, I mean, some things were pointed out to me that <laughs> I didn't have the best fruit, which is, you know, I'm glad y'all called me on my stuff. And the fruit is like really everything, how you deal with life, your attitudes, how you love people, how you treat yourself, how you talk to yourself, just really the fruit of your life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The things you believe and, you know, the the way the way you believe in Jesus, if it's counterintuitive to what his word says, um, then check your fruit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, that's so good and so powerful and and. 
that's almost where you should start is where when you get to a realization that I believe in Jesus and but my walk with him just it's it doesn't feel like I, I'm believing the yeah. what he says about himself or, yeah. or what what the what the word says what he says about you exactly mm-hmm. and that's where that's where I got to whenever it got me interested was you know when Nikki and I were were going through the dating process and you know I didn't really have much a dollar to my name so whenever I thought about spending money on ministry I was like no we're not doing that <laughs> well Nikki kind of put it blunt to me she was like you're going through ministry because we're getting that that junk out i don't remember saying this but it sounds like me it does sound like her actually she definitely said it and i'm so glad she did because i went through the ministry um with john and lulu elam and that was maybe two months after we eloped and i went into it i had been wrecked at the belonging you and the belonging helped heal my spine after mm. it had been broken for seven years. So I had experienced miracles, yeah. but I was still dealing with junk, mm-hmm. and and some of the some of the fruit was still bad. And I thought I've already seen miracles. Like I'm done. Like yeah, I've already scored now. a touchdown in heaven. <laughs> like we're good. But then whenever I went through RTF being able to walk through that process with Jesus and I've never done so much cry good crying. Yeah. I've never I've never experienced it was three days, um, multiple hour long sessions mm-hmm. and when I came out of it, I was new. Mm-hmm. And I remember calling my mom who bless her heart, she's gone through RTF and I love mm-hmm. her to death and she'll <laughs> she'll amazing. laugh about this. But I remember whenever I, before I went in, she said, be careful. <laughs> and to this day, when she went through RTF and she like broke down in tears and told me how, how much, how thankful she was yeah. and how she got to experience God, God's love. It was just so incredible to see the change because she said, after I went through it, she said, Chase, you gain your childlike wonder back. Mm. You gain your joy back. And I I was always the happy, the fun loving Mm. child. But of course being put in the vice grip of life and being weighed down with all the junk, it helped God to strip away all of that. And recently going through issue focused RTF, dealing with one of the biggest things that had hovered over me my Mm -hmm. entire life. Mm He recently gave me a new name tag, and he wow. wiped away my old dirty name tag, and it showed my true identity. Wow. And just like you had mentioned, like the the fruit is something to where we have seen our lives have turned upside down mm-hmm. in the five years we've been married. We've gone from yes, we have gone ups and downs, <laughs> and up, but right now, you know, God's just doing incredible things in our lives, but. I, I will say healing was a catalyst mm. for miracles yeah. and blessing and breakthrough. And it's just helped us improve our relationships yeah. with friends, with family, with coworkers. Everything. It's honestly, if I could just, if I, if I could just pay for everyone's healing, I, mm. I, I wouldn't spare a dime right. and, and help. But it's one of those things to where I'm so glad that, we can even talk about it because mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many people missing out. Yeah. Like there, it's, there's so much possibility out there for your relationship with Jesus. And if you're missing out on it, you, you don't get to experience it. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, Jesus is like the gift that keeps giving, but it's really yeah. the gift that keeps giving because yeah, for sure, every time, that Jesus heals something that you go through something like that. It just opens more doors, more blessings, more fullness, Mm -hmm. more relationship with him. And that just continue. It's just like a whole, honestly, like a whole world is just like opened up to you. Yeah. It's Um, your promised land. It's your life. It's what we're, it's what he paid for. We already have it all, but the enemy kind of, you know, comes in and acts like he owns part of your land. And God says, no, we're going to get it. Mm-hmm. And he does it little by little. It's not something that you get it all back at once. It's like, 
let's get healing right here. Let's do this work. Uh, he's very gracious. He's never asked me to go and do any healing before I was ready. Yeah. But, you know, it's so neat because he'll be like, hey, you know how you were acting yesterday? You know, I think mm. there's a spot there that we might need to go get. Yeah. And, you know, you get to take that land back and and uh, all the way into Heaven's Gates where I feel like it just continues, right? He's he's not, we haven't lost out. We haven't, you know, I, so there was a time there I was like, why did you wait till I was this old to do this, right? You know, God? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm a redeemer. I redeem and I do it really fast. Like I yeah. get it all back. I get it all restored. You don't have to worry about that part. You just listen to me and you just come into my presence, get healed, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll get this all back. And that's not on you. That's on me. Yeah. Right? I don't have to worry about, oh, do I need to hurry up and heal over? You know, I kind of did that for a while. And he was like, you can slow down. Yeah. Because I was like, what about this? What about this? What about this? And I was going, you know, because our t- restoring the foundations gives you the tools when you come out of ministry to be able to do, do self-ministry. Yeah. So, and man, some, when I got things, back, I yeah. was like, I got a mother load. Like, yeah. I sat down every day for probably yeah. two years. Yeah. And, and some like, things are, like, bigger, too, yes. that you may feel like, for okay, sure. I need some help from right. someone else. But yes. it definitely it is a new thing to do. Yeah, I finally so, understood how to receive healing. Yeah. I didn't have the tools before, and that was probably one of my biggest frustrations. I was like, I want this gone, but I don't know how to do it. How do I do this? Mm-hmm. I mean, I must have asked that question a thousand times. I was like, I don't get it. I see in your words, you're saying you do that. I don't get it. How did. And so really, then, it's very simple. It's very simple, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's not always easy. Not comp- yeah. But super simple. Yeah. Super simple. And yeah, it's already all been done. It's just like. You know, you just begin to think, okay, I'm just bringing heaven down to earth now. Mm-hmm. That's all we're doing. We're just unloading all our treasures from heaven. Everything is just coming down, and it's all about receiving. We're used to working for everything and striving, and uh, that's what I was doing. I was striving for everything, and he was like, you know, you don't have to work that hard. I already mm-hmm. did all that work, you know, and I tell people that all the time. The true work in the Christian life is getting your heart healed so your fruit grows different and then you serve different and you're not striving and trying mm-hmm. to just do it all yeah. so you're noticed, so God notices, so you can stay on the right side of God. You're already on the right side of God. Yeah. That's all been dealt with. Yeah. Now it's just heal the root so that fruit automatically grows. I automatically love better after RTF. I automatically loved, uh, mm-hmm. gave people grace more. It just came. When I first met our people that were restoring the foundations, ministers, and uh, one a couple other bef- others before that that kind of did something like this, I was like, gosh, I just want to be them. They act like Jesus. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything called, like it. We're, yeah, we're called to be like him. Mm-hmm. And so now when people bring, they, they'll come and they'll tell me, you know, all these things that they've done. And, and they'll be like, you know, what do you do with all that stuff? I'm like, that's not the issue. The good news is that's not the issue. When somebody comes in, in the ministry and they have these things that they've been through and they've been carrying them forever, I know that's not who they are because mm. that's not who I was. Yeah. I wasn't any of that stuff at mm-hmm. all. The enemy just kept throwing it in my face like, this is who you are. This is who you are. And mm-hmm. Jesus was like, all that's on the cross. It's all yeah. been dealt with. It's not even close. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And good news. Whole family's pretty much gone through RTF and yeah that was you know that was the another question I had which we might have to do a part two <laughs> okay. I totally get that <laughs> we, which we definitely can yeah, but right. um we'll just say this is like the last little thing but what do you think I mean obviously I know like the big things have changed but like what would you say about how you've like watched the family since you've gone through um I know it's been like phases with everyone, but I would say now is a pretty good, you know, representation of the benefit, the beauty of grace and salvation and forgiveness and sorry. Yeah. I mean, God just redeemed everything. He put it right back how he wanted it. And the biggest thing that I feel like happened after RTF was I just let go. And I just was like, wow, I do not need to do this anymore. I don't need to fight for you to give me blessings. I don't need to strive. I'm just going to put it all in your hands and totally believe 
that you are going to heal my girls. You are going to walk them out of stuff. Now, was it easy watching later on when y'all did things? No, but what he would he had shown me is if you'll move out of the way, because that's what I was always really good at, trying to get in the middle of things and mm-hmm. trying to fix it, even between you guys and, you know, your dad. Or I was I called myself the like the little Holy Spirit trying to come in and swoop in and fix <laughs> everybody, right? I was terrible at it, but whatever, <laughs> I tried hard. <laughs> but the one, the thing that happened was I was, you know, something would start to happen and I was in this totally different place. I'd l- I had just released all that control that I had hung on to mm-hmm. and um, started being like, wow, you know what? It's fine. I know I started looking at not what people were doing, not their actions and not what was right in front of my face. But God started saying, OK, I know that's what you see, but let me tell you who they are. Mm, that's so good. And I just. That's what he started speaking is who you were. So I started believing that's who you are and that's who I am and that's mm. who you are. Who you are is who God says you are. And, you know, when things would kind of get a little messy sometimes, I would just pray. And I w- mm-hmm. it wasn't always easy to step out and not say anything. Mm-hmm. And I started letting go. I didn't get into all y'all's business as much. I started stepping out and just saying, hey, you guys love God, go to him, tell him what you're, what's going Mm. on. Or I would just pray, you know, I would just, it's so funny. I always, I think I would tell you, but I would sometimes say like, I feel my mom praying right now. Oh my gosh. Yes. You had (laughs) to, I had moments where I was like, she's praying right now. Or you knew, you know, something without even like talking to us or whatever. What's been really neat too. And maybe we can, this is, it's so been miraculous that, even I've been able to take you and through ministry mm-hmm. and hear some really crazy stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And not taking that in as something against me. And I've said, you know, uh, forgive me for that. Cause sometimes it was yeah. about me. Sometimes it was yeah. when you did this, it happened. And I could, but I'm not taking that all that junk on anymore. Cause I know where it is. It's all on the cross. Yeah. What we're really trying to get down to is Jesus coming into the situation, healing your heart. So you can keep, living a better life and better fruits going to grow mm-hmm. on your tree of life. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't like, I mean, there was a couple times where you girls would kind of tell me some stuff and I'd be like inside, I'd be like, red alert, red alert, <laughs> but in my spirit, Jesus was like, that's not them. Here we go. Yeah. We're getting healing. I was just and it really for the healing. never totally ended up being red alert, even though there was like some possibility no, right. for that. But yeah, that's just so cool. Yeah. But some things that could really, like even when you would tell me stuff in ministry or tell me stuff after I got healed, it wasn't like maybe we didn't have to have a little discussion about it, but all my offense was gone. All my, all my junk, all my anger, all my craziness was yeah, gone because triggered. Jesus had healed our those stuff wasn't triggering your pain my stuff in exactly yeah so it was easier to be like gosh you know that's horrible or you know or yeah will you forgive me for that because yeah yeah you know, I, and I think too that's really cool because I have experienced it's been cool to walk through ministry with you mm-hmm. and not have you be like that because it almost like it's like putting the like it's like blowing a candle out yeah you know it's like you as my mom right being able to diffuse the fire like that mm-hmm. with god's help obviously yeah. gave helped me feel grace helped me feel even more it, even more of what god was trying to show me because i didn't have the like judgment or you know yeah. whatever else could have been yeah. there so that's always been like a really cool thing. Yeah, I love ministry because it's all about just getting to what Jesus says, what Jesus wants to heal. We're just watching what Jesus wants to do, say, everything. It's all about just getting him yeah. in there. And and that's kind of like how we're called to walk by the spirit and not yeah. by the flesh. Because if we walk by the flesh and we're not looking at how Jesus, what Jesus says, and it's in everyday situations. It's what is Jesus saying about this? What is Jesus? How does Jesus feel about them? What is he saying to me in this situation? But if we come out of that, it's like you're, you're making personal attacks on the person of what you see in front of you. And it's like, actually that's not, that's not really real. No, that's just junk. That's been thrown 
you know, however yeah. it's gotten it's there. The, but it's, it's like the filthy rags. That's all you're seeing. Yeah. And that's what was one of the biggest problems is I was walking around like with filthy rags with these this cape draped over me of who I tried to whatever all the stuff and then I was asking people to see me a different way because I wanted them to see my true identity like you talked about Chase earlier I wanted them to see the true identity but they couldn't through all the stuff I'd thrown up and all the stuff that I'd piled on myself to try to hide what I thought my true identity was but once that comes off then you're relating in such a different way well and that's so powerful because when I went through last Wednesday um, God showed me a powerful image I was um my kind of my garment or my cloak and my underlayer underneath my armor Mm -hmm. was dirty Mm -hmm. and he gave me a new from head to toe new robe that was so bright it blinded me Mm. like it was hard for me to look down at it and then what was really cool too was (laughs) he was showing Rick and me that he was putting the armor of God on me, but it was equipping to me like Iron Man suit. So it was like oh locking gosh, down, and like so cool. you know the the breastplate of righteousness, the cloak mm. of zeal, the all of it. It was so cool, and that is exactly where God wants us to get to. Yes, is He wants to clean your dirty rags. Yeah. He wants to he wants take that and rip it off. Yeah. And he wants to clothe you yes. in righteousness. He wants to clothe you in truth and yeah. love. And that is where we have we don't have to earn Mm-mm. his grace and his love. Mm-mm. But we do have to learn that it is our place to seek out healing yeah. where we do not have the tools yes. or the knowledge to do that on our own. And to ask God for the strength and the courage to do it. He even gives us that, right? And in the in any faith that we need to do it, it's all from him. We don't we don't muster up any of that stuff. It's all received. It's like I tell people all the time, if you ever feel like something, just turn your hand turn your palms up. Mm-hmm. If you ever feel something negative, turn your palms upward and and then deal with the situation. Like because you're in a receiving mode instead of a fist mode, fight mode, right? Turn it over and put your palms up underneath the table when you're with family that you're dealing with and something's going on. Turn your palms up underneath the table and be like, I receive whatever you have right now, like whatever your it is. Your perspective, right? your thoughts, instead, your love, Right, your I want it all from you because right now you could, and it just takes you out of that fight mode. Jesus did the fighting. He did He did the fighting and the victory and the triumph all on the cross. Mm-hmm. It's all been done. Yeah. Now we just receive. That's amazing. That's awesome. I don't know. I feel like we could do like two more hours of this. <laughs> this is so good. Yeah. No, I mean, this was so good. Thank you so much for sharing. And, Absolutely. you know, for anyone listening, um, we'll be happy to post resources to uh, RTF Ministry. Um, we'll, we'll also give Michelle Teague a follow. <laughs> we'll, we'll be sure to, to include her. She's She's got some great stuff going on over there. Um, looking forward to potentially some written resources in the future. Yes, yes, hopefully that's coming. Nope, it is coming. Amen, <laughs> amen. Speaking it's already been written. Just, it's just me getting it out. on. <laughs> the book's already been written, right? Yeah, yeah. so getting there. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. And thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. This is incredible. I love y'all. And, uh, mm-hmm. We love you, and um, our listeners are going to love you because you're so full of wisdom and (laughs) awesome. Thank you so much. All right. We'll see you all next week.